Good morning, gentlemen. Happy Tuesday. You are listening to the Gird Up Podcast, and I am Charlie Ungemach. I am the founder and curator of this awesome thing, and I'm glad you're listening to us today. If you're a new guy, welcome. If you're one of the old guys who's been with us for for the whole time, I, I, I thank you again for your love and support as we continue to grow as the men that God created us to be. Now, uh, if you have a Facebook account or Instagram account, make sure you're following us, being active on those social media uh, websites. Also, we have a uh, Gird Up community on Facebook that you should join, be a part of. We're going to keep updating it, asking questions, sharing things, giving you guys an opportunity to interact with each other. The more men we have in there, the higher quality the conversation can be. And then, gentlemen, if the Lord lays it on your heart to help support this podcast, which is free to you and free to men all over the world, but it does cost money to put together. So if the Lord lays it on your heart to donate to support our podcast monetarily, you can do that via Patreon. Um, the information for our Patreon account is at the end of the episode. You can also choose to sponsor episodes. So right now you've been hearing uh, the uh, our friends of the podcast, Him and Her Worship, and... Um, the one you'll hear today is Pastor Steinberg and his Christ for Disciples podcast, which I, I truthfully, I listen to it every single morning on my way to school. I love it. I enjoy it. I can't thank him enough for putting it together. I actually texted him at the other day just to say, hey, I appreciate the work you're doing. Keep it up. Uh, I love it. Uh, the last thing before we get started, I just want to apologize to you guys because I have been slipping a little bit in the last couple of weeks here, uh, getting everything up on time and making sure we're ready to go. Um, I know that it's an important, I know it's a little thing that a lot of you guys don't notice, but it's something that weighs on my heart. So I'm going to work hard on getting everything out to you on time and making sure that we're always updating social media and letting you guys know what's going on on this side of things as well. Gentlemen. I hope that you have an awesome week. I hope that this interview with Mr. Ed Carroll is a blessing to you, and I pray that the Lord continues to work in your hearts and your minds, draw you closer to Him, draw you closer to your Heavenly Father, and draw us closer together as men of God working in the kingdom, trying to be the men that God created us to be. God bless you all. Here we go. Today's podcast is sponsored by the Christ for Disciples podcast. I'm Pastor Paul Steinberg, son of a canon, father of five sons, each weekday on the Christ for Disciples podcast, I apply God's word to raising the next generation. Take 10 minutes each weekday to listen to the Christ for Disciples podcast and get direction and gospel power to disciple the youngest generation. Subscribe to the Christ for Disciples podcast by going to ChristForDisciples.com or searching on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and whatever else. ChristForDisciples.com. You are listening to the Gird Up Podcast. To gird up is an ancient way of preparing oneself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and to live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers working hard to become the men that God created us to be. Now it's time to roll up your sleeves and let's get to work. And here we go. All right. Our guest today is Mr. Ed Carroll. Go ahead and say hi. Charlie, it is great to be here. I'm actually re really excited to have a conversation today. I, I love what you're doing. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Thank you. I agree. I think it's going to be a lot of fun too. And the that's why, the, that's the secret on the, in the uh, in an adventure like this is you got to make sure it's something you really enjoy doing. So I like having conversations with men like you just as much as you guys enjoy being on it. So it's good. Yeah. I, uh, I'm excited. That's so awesome. Tell us a little about yourself. Well, I am... Uh, 
a uh, real estate developer and, and, and builder by trade. I've um, been blessed to be in the real estate business for a lot of years. I have a couple of partners that I work with and we uh, build hotels and, and own them and uh, have uh, re- really in, enjoyed a lot of uh, uh, real estate in the Milwaukee area and, and have opportunities out of the, the state as well and throughout the country. Anything that we would recognize? Um, downtown Milwaukee, there's a a few hotels, the Milwaukee Marriott downtown on Wisconsin Avenue and uh, Milwaukee Street. It's a 205-room Marriott. The, the Weston Hotel, which is connected to the U.S. Bank Tower. So when you get off okay. Van Buren right downtown on the lakefront, that Weston uh, is a 220-room hotel that we have. The Aloft Hotel, which is 160 rooms right across from the uh, Fiserv Forum, yeah, which is just as you come over the bridge. really a pretty cool place to be right now. My parents love that one. Oh, nice to times. hear yeah. that. Nice. That's great. And then we uh, have the Spring Hill Suites, which is uh, 155 rooms directly across the street from the convention center on uh, 4th and Wells. Oh, yeah. That convention center is huge. You know, you drive under it and everything. Absolutely, I yeah. I've never been in there, but... Yeah. So you guys get a lot of traffic coming in and out of conventions. We are really so. busy. Yeah, we, we get that kind of business, and, and we're really business hotels. So the, the folks coming in town for contract business or work during the week, that's our, that's our bread and butter. Cool. Yeah. So how do you get into something like that? How does that start? It's a long journey. You, you shouldn't ask that question because I'm an old guy. I've got to, I could keep you going for That's hours. Right, you got twice as much story to tell. <laughs> oh my goodness. You, yeah. I, I started actually uh, in real estate management and I, I was a part-time leasing agent when I was going to school, um, making no money, but just trying to find a, a, a little bit to, to pay some bills. And I really enjoyed the real estate world and, and uh, you know, took a few classes in, in real estate and was leasing apartments and then got an opportunity to manage a, a, a an apartment project and grew and, and it like, was... Like we, building the, the apartment building or... No, these were managing uh, existing apartment projects. Okay. And so I got the opportunity to, to uh, become an on-site manager first with an 81-unit apartment project and then it grew and I, I had opportunity for growth and was was able to manage multiple facilities and the career kept going and you know eventually over about 20 years I ended up president of that company but it was um, through that process that I learned about real estate became involved in lots of different trade organizations like building owners and managers and institute of real estate management. And I it became friends with some great guys that to this day are, are part of my circle of influence. And uh, a couple of them and, and I got together and we did some small developments, start, you know, build a, build an eight family or, or, or build a, a, a single family subdivision. And it kept going and I, I found that I loved that creativity, the idea of, of taking a, a piece of land or an idea and building. And it really kind of shifted my focus, if you will, to where I wanted to get full-time into development. And uh, over the years, through just doing some deals and having some experience, I uh, ran into uh, one, one of the guys that's now a partner with me and had grown up in the hotel world and said, would, would you ever consider hospitality? And I, I just love learning. And, yeah. and so I said, absolutely. So we, we partnered up and 
you know, one thing led to another and here we are today. So what was your first hotel? First hotel was Country Springs out in Waukesha. Oh, okay. Um, we built the water park onto that, the Springs Water Park, and did a significant renovations of the property. And that really was a springboard and, and then allowed us to be a, a become national in terms of development and, and do some third-party work for other venture capital and private equity groups. And uh, e- eventually with that kind of experience, we were able to move to the point where we could build on our own account. So what was there before you guys built the water park? There was, the the hotel was there, uh, roughly 180 some rooms, but there there was essentially a parking lot and, and a lot of additional land. So we built the, the water park and added it to the existing hotel, renovated the, the hotel, and kind of took it to that, that next level at the time. Yeah, and that's kind of a cool project to start with because like the, histo- the history involved in it too. Is Absolutely, cool, so. yeah. And it's been a lot of fun. Frankly, there's been, been a lot of our... Um, friends from Wisconsin Lutheran and, and the high school, the, the college and, and lots of groups that have had events there over yeah. the years. We sold that a number of years back now, but yeah. uh, it was a it was a great experience for yeah. sure. It just sold again recently, didn't it? I'm pretty sure it did. they just went through a major upgrade and it's a it's okay. a beautiful renovations that they've done there. But awesome. uh, yeah, it's under new ownership. Cool. So what's the biggest difference between um, hospitality and like managing properties? I think there's a certain fun that 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 is is part of the hospitality both both in that you're you're dealing with guests of all different types that are coming in for a day or two days and and such a, a variety of people uh-huh. and f- frankly when you're in the development process every day is is different um we're we're dealing with you know some complex real estate challenges when you build something and then to to move into the operation side of it you're 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 constantly challenged where frankly the the multifamily world the the apartment world great and there's you know it's wonderful as well but i found it more day to day the same and and i'm a kind of guy i just i have to be learning i want to do new things i want to kind of reach that next next level yeah that makes sense so like when you, when you sign a yearly lease or whatever it, cause I, it still would be kind of monotonous and it's, it's kind okay. of like we look at ho- hotels it's it's a one-day lease yeah well you just got turnover <laughs> constantly exactly awesome. yeah okay. so if you had like a dream project that you could do anything what would you do i don't know that there's a particular project we've uh, really enjoyed working with the premium brands and and, and building re- really quality uh, high-end development and that's been our, been our focus but it, but I think frankly it's just finding that that balance within any given marketplace and it's it's probably taking a, a fairly complex deal and getting it across the finish line so we, we've had a number of those kind of experiences um, and, and I, th- I think I take more joy in in being able to look back at that very difficult road to to get a deal done and 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 being able to find joy in that process all right 
All right. So uh, you were talking about how you started out just as like I think in your email you said like fourteen dollars an hour or something. Well, like let that. me let me let me again. I'm I'm a lot older than you, Charlie. <laughs> I started out at four dollars an hour $4 as a part time leasing wow. agent. You know, and uh, I look back and uh, I, I I think when I got married at a very very young age, I was making about a thousand dollars a month. Not not the smartest thing in the world. But uh, my lovely wife, Tammy, put up with me, and we've uh, made it for almost 40 years and, and counting. So awesome. I'm really, really happy. And so, so this is a huge question, and I probably should narrow it down, but how do you get from there to here? <laughs> how does that happen? Oh, it's, it's a, a gigantic process. It's a, a puzzle that happens, and, and, and honestly, it's God's hand at, at work. I'm, as I've shared already, a, a kind of person that I'm, I'm, I'm fairly driven and, and, and wanting to learn and grow and, and, and do new things. But like everybody, I have had giant peaks and giant valleys throughout that process. And you take all those collective experiences that you've had and, and try to build on them. And when you get knocked down, you get up and do the next thing. And, and by you know reaching and, and constantly trying to refine, you, you hopefully get to that that next level you're shooting for but again the overriding thing is that we, we've got we've got a holy spirit that's you know showering in my case some great blessings i've also had the challenges and and, and i know that god is always in control and that's kind of the fundamental that has has driven me right well and there's even like frankly you know for for me to live as christ to die as gain right like what can man that's do right. to me and so um when you when you live from that perspective where you're kind of saying like hey the worst day here is is really not that big of a deal right like absolutely the, the worst day on earth is death right but that's 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 releasing to heaven so when you live with that perspective i think it makes a lot of things a little bit easier and when you when you look at the fact that we we have a god that loves us and is in control no matter what he does whatever his plan is is the right plan and I, I have all these ideas because I'm kind of entrepreneurial, right? So I, I decide here, I want to, I want to do this next and do this next, and I put my plan together and I pray on it. And there's an awful lot of times God <laughs> has a different plan, and uh, and I and I learn. And there's many times in life you can look back and say what was really probably in my mind a terrible moment or a, a very challenging time was probably among the bigger blessings in my life. And, and that's, if you look at life that way and, and you realize, and thank, thankfully we have that faith, um, if, if, if you look at what God does for us and, and, and the love that we have, it, it helps you get through those times. And I think that's a big part of being able to, to take that journey forward. Yeah, absolutely. So you'll hear people talk about, you'll hear people talk about um, conflicts of, of faith versus um, like ethics and, and, and being able to succeed in business. And you'll hear some people legitimately try and make the case that um, you got to sacrifice your ethics or your morals or whatever in order to get ahead. You want to speak to that a little I bit? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I can speak to it probably in a, in a number of ways. Again, I could, I could probably talk to you for hours yeah. about that alone. But I, I am a firm believer that you you can live your faith and you can you can do things in a Christian manner and, and still find peace, joy, and success in the process. And and I've had that in my life. I, I 
had an experience with the, the, the company that I grew in the, the management and, and was a part of that. There, there was a point where I had different sense of, of values and where my focus was one of doing, doing the right things and, 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 and doing things um, that were God-pleasing. And there were, were, were some value systems that were, were just challenged. It actually moved me to the point of taking that jump into self-employment. That's probably one of those dark times that I share with you, even though I grew with the company and was certainly from a perspective of salary and perks and all that, um, doing very well, I I wasn't comfortable with where it was going. And that caused me to step out and and go into self-employment became very challenging for a couple of years going to uh, a point where you're, you're on your own. You've got no secretary. You've, you've, you've got a small little office and, and you're, you're trying to figure it out. And it, it was in hindsight, one of those blessings from the Lord where it, it put me on that next trajectory and it, it allowed me to move to levels in, in business and my personal life that I would have never achieved were it not for that. And it wasn't, wasn't my doing. It wasn't my plan. Right. Well, I, like when you're sitting, when you're sitting, I, did you have an office when you left? When or, I, I, I had an office that, that I rented and moved into, okay. but when, when, when I was there, I, I was, you know, head of, head of a company working for an, an owner right. and I had a secretary and a company car and <laughs> health insurance and, you know, great salary and, and, and lots of perks and expense account and, and really could, away from and, and I, I, I stepped away from that, um, and wanted to, to, to take that opportunity to, to try to craft or carve my own way. Um, so that was very scary and, and it was a, a big step down for a couple of years, but ultimately yeah. again, led to much greater things. When you say, and sitting in that, sitting in that rented office space, you ever imagine what was coming next? And it, it, I, I sure did. And it wasn't great rental <laughs> space either. I'll tell you, <laughs> it was a major step down in, uh, in quality of space, but That's it was, awesome. it was a good thing. All right. All right. So, um, talking about, um, talking about, you know, ethics and, and, and business going forward. Like if, what, what advice do you have to give? Like, what would you say is like, if you're working, you know, working that $4 an hour job, hopefully nobody is at this point, but working that $4 an hour job, looking ahead and saying like, I just don't know if I can do this. But what, what advice would you give? Well, let me kind of address a couple of things. One, I, I always, as I worked, took the position right or wrong that I wanted to advance myself. And the way simple logic I use is if I, if I could look at my colleagues or or my peers, I always wanted to work 10% harder than the hardest working person next to me or around me. And I I, I truly, you know, use that kind of philosophy. And if, if, if I was willing to do that extra, you know, just work harder, be be there. it, it, It was really something that allowed me to to be recognized and, and to be appreciated in some sense. And, and, and it gave me that opportunity at the same time. I say that even when I was working for $4 an hour or, or taking those next step up, you, you still can do what's right. And, and if you, if you look at the, the way we, we, we are 
shared in our in our faith and in the way we we see in the Bible. If, if you do what's right and and you you let God drive you, you can you can make good decisions. Now, I, I would tell you there are people that will sacrifice it all and go all out and and perhaps you know find wild success with without that. And this is probably not a a great term to use, but I, I've often said I'm not going to be the richest guy in the cemetery, <laughs> and and I, I the, 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 obviously the fallacy in that is I know we we've got eternity <laughs> with our Lord, right. we've got the ultimate in front of us, and the death that we have here is going to be the life that we can only dream of. So I, I look at it only from the the, the sense of, of of saying that maybe I'm going to make some decisions that aren't going to make as much money or lead to quite as much success, but that doesn't matter. And, and as I age, again, I, I share with you, I'm, I'm uh, decades older. I, I, I look now at, at life and th- none, of, none of that material stuff is, is of any meaning. It, it, it's great. It, I mean, don't get me wrong. The blessings are wonderful. And I look at the opportunities that that provides Christians to be able to both share the word, to do first fruits giving, to to help in in ministries, to be uh, enjoying great things with your family, to to help your kids. All that stuff is great, but at the end of the day, none of that matters. We, 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 everything we have is a gift, and and some of us have different gifts, but we're all the same, and and we're child of God, and and that's what it's about. Yeah, what good is it to gain the whole world but lose your soul? Absolutely, yeah. no. Yeah. No, well, and I, I just can say I think you, for, for me you gain greater appreciation of that as you age, and and I, I look it, someday as I'm going to be sitting on a bed sick. You know, really, what's important, and 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 if you can kind of keep that focus as you go about your business life, your whole life is going to be a lot more blessed and, and successful. Yeah. Well, and, and while you were talking, one of the things that, that yeah, you, you said a couple different times, everyone's the same, right? Right. Um, and I was thinking about uh, a couple of weeks ago, Seth Herlick was on from Him and Her Worship, and he was talking about, there's a scene in A Star is Born, that Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga movie. Oh, sure. They're, like sitting, they're sitting in a bar, and they look around, and he says, like, look at all the people in here. He's a crowded bar. Look at everybody in here. Everyone in here has talent. Everybody in here is incredibly talented. The difference between the people in here who are, you know, doing something with it and aren't is, you know, their transparency, their their ability to be real, their ability to actually like go out and do something with it. Right? Sure, sure. And if you have passion, if if you are are willing to to, to get out and and you know take that next step and and, and try, but again, fundamentally, we we are all the same. We 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 are. You know, fortunate to to have the love of a, of an amazing savior that that can drive us, and and those of us that um, have that faith have an additional blessing. It, it creates a peace. But but at, at the end of the day, um, we're all we're all here. We're all humans. We're all the same. Whether whether somebody has a lot of money or a little money or a great job or no job, it it none of that <laughs> none of that matters. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So you were also talking about, uh, especially on your rise, right? You were talking about um, working ten percent harder than the hardest working guy in a room, right? Right. What does that look like? Well, for for me in those days, it was staying longer hours. It was looking for the next project to take on that I could help my boss with. It it is. Mm. 
looking at opportunities to be able to recommend efficiencies in the company. It's like looking out for the owner's bottom line and not focusing on what that means to me today, thinking a little bit more long-term perhaps, and just really looking at as well the people around you and saying, it's it's not about working till five o'clock today and, and going home and, and coming in tomorrow and doing the same thing. But how can I make where I'm at better? How can I help improve? How can I create opportunity for my boss? And guess what? You're recognized. Ultimately, it, it yeah. allows you that opportunity. When they're looking to bring somebody to the next level and they're looking at four or five people, they're going to gravitate towards the one that helped them and, and was considered the company or was trying to do the right things. Yeah, understanding what your place in the picture a little bit. Right. Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. It makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. So um, I, I think it's uh, C.S. Lewis says, humility is, isn't not thinking of yourself. It's not thinking more highly of yourself than you ought. Like, just, uh, are you a visionary? Like, are you a big visionary guy? Like, are you a detailed guy or do you like love looking out and like big ideas guy? Or it's both? a little bit of both. And, you know, I, I think... I'm I'm a planner. I'm a, I'm a, a plotter. I'm I'm a person that is not um, comfortable not learning. And and so I I I think when I look at myself from the business perspective, I appreciate today, but I'm always thinking about tomorrow. And one of the things that I, I think I do, and and a lot of people like me do, is ask a lot of questions do a lot of study and in turn develop a, a, a plan or, or, or a path. And you have to have detail in order to execute that. Yeah. And so there's a certain amount of that that's necessary just, just by virtue of that. But I've tended also to try to focus on bringing the right people around me. I know that I can find people that are 10 times smarter than me for almost any piece of that puzzle. And I, I think one of the signs of, of a lot of people that have relative success are an ability not to be worried about those people that work for them or that are around them uh, from the perspective of them advancing. I, I would rather have the smartest, most intelligent people I can find around me. And frankly, if, if they you know pass me someday, God bless them. That's wonderful. But I, I think there's a tendency in business by a lot of people to not want that super, you know, A's tend to hire B's, B's tend to hire C's. I, I look at it, I, I want to hire A pluses and, and have them be better than I am. And that helps lift all boats. How so? Because you, you, you have a collective pool of talent then that allows you to do whatever it is. In our case, it's real estate development or investment analysis or ownership or whatever. If you have the best architects and and the best design team and the best finance people around you, you you come up with creativity that's not not driven by me, but by by this team of people that are just a a joy to work with. And so that then allows you perhaps to do a better job on, on the next development or the next deal or, or whatever it is that you're, you're doing in your business. Yeah. So these people that you're, that you're kind of bringing around yourself, right? What do you look for in them? Like, what are you looking for in order to kind of bring them in? Team, team players, huge. 
there there's I think too, too much in in our business world of, of people that are willing to cut down the other person or that are all in it for themselves and and, and to me everything's about team ego is a is a huge challenge in business and and, and frankly to have any relative level level of success you, you've got to have a, a certain amount of ego but it's trying to keep that in check and and I, again I, I realize that with, with my faith I know God can take everything tomorrow and that doesn't make me any of a, a less of a person it, it it's it's again God's plan so if you can can avoid that ego and and not get caught up in that and find people that come on board that are going to do the right thing that are going to espouse the values that you have in business that are are, are going to work hard in their respective areas and and can frankly be a lot smarter than than you yeah. it, it it all comes together yeah well, I think there's a lot of people in the world that think the world stops spinning if they stop either they stop working or the world will stop spinning if they are no longer there. Yeah, right? and we sure learn through life that the exact opposite is true. Good. Yeah. All right. Um, so you had as you're coming up, you've got family, right? Um, yes, and indeed. Been a wife for forty years, so it must have done something right. She's I'm telling you, what a what an incredible woman! I I uh, I am so so blessed that way. Tammy and I got married at a at a very young age. I was twenty one years old and an engaged guy. I would not recommend that, by the way. Um, that that's again, I I, I had no money. I had no business being married at that age. Um, I, 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 I thank the Lord for my beautiful father-in-law and mother-in-law that uh, put up with me and, and allowed that uh, to happen and some very supportive parents. But um, I have an incredible woman uh, at my side that is, has made that journey with me. And, and we fortunately grew in our faith and we grew in our family and our lives together. And we we're blessed with uh, three daughters. And uh, I, I can tell you the, the value of a parochial upbringing is, is uh, just in, in amazing. We, we uh, looked for a church home where we could have our children go through elementary school, uh, landed at Star Bethlehem in New Berlin locally. Our kids went through there. Uh, all three daughters then went to Wisconsin Lutheran High School. And we couldn't be more blessed to look back today and see that their best friends today are, are, are people that they grew up with in that Christian upbringing. And when we had kids over at our house on you know Friday or Saturday night in, 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 in our lower level um, enjoying themselves, more often than not, we'd be hearing Christian music and yeah. good quality things. And it's just, it's so heartwarming. And, and that carried forth in that, again, it, it, it's purely a blessing, and, and it doesn't, it, it, it certainly isn't often that way or always that way, but I have three son-in-laws now that are all Christian men, that are strong Christian men, and we've been blessed with a, a granddaughter that's now 10 years old, and we have a, a new grandchild on the way through our youngest. Oh, so exciting. we're going to have a, a, a fun uh, summer or fall uh, of this year with a, a new baby coming in. Yeah. So as you're as you're climbing the ladder and as you're going, um, some people use the word balance. I'm not a huge fan of the word balance, but um, how do you prioritize as far as family and business and work? And, and what does a, that look like as a businessman? That's a great, great question. And there's learnings in that, too, because I would tell you that earlier in my career, there was a, a time period of, of probably 
six or eight years where I was traveling a lot. When I was with that management company, we had um, properties in eight different states, and I had the responsibility of, of getting to all the different properties every six weeks. So I went through a stretch of, of a good number of years where I was on the road a lot of times Monday through Friday, come back, you're disconnected with, with family, you're trying to catch up, you're exhausted, and it's really hard to step right back into home and, and be the guy, that the Christian guy that you need to be right. and be there for your kids. And, and I look back at that with, with a certain amount of regret. And as I was able to ultimately transition, um, I, I really tried to focus on the, the importance of being able to provide experiences and be there. And, and now I, I, I laugh about or joke about it all the time that uh, with, with my kids that with our grandchild now, it's my second chance. Yeah. And uh, we spend three or four days a week with my grandchild. We take care uh, of a lot of things. We, we love that interaction. Uh, we we uh, help our, our, our kid's dog. We, we, we have the opportunity to do some caregiving for my mom and, and help out my father-in-law. And there's a balance in my life now that I wouldn't give up for anything that honestly I, I didn't have in my early career and I was blessed to be able to get that in my later career. Is that something you did intentionally or just kind of happen? It's certain. certainly there is an intentionality to that. I, I, I realized that where I was with the intense amount of travel was, was not healthy for, for, for my family so I longed for that that part of the world that I was in to change, and so th- knowing that there there was certainly intention to it. Also, um, the, the the fact that the, the the business that I went in with development was was different in that it, it's more as a self employed person a scenario where you have control of your time. You you still perhaps work a lot of hours, but I had a lot more ability when I went on my own to be able to use time to my discretion. And, and I purposely would, would focus on that. And my wife and I are, are both the same in, in the mindset of trying to create really great opportunities for interaction and time with our kids. We, we, we travel with them. We, we spend a lot of time. And, and again, I think when we look back at our life, the things that we all talk about are the wonderful experiences we had together. It has nothing to do with what kind of house you have, or what kind of car you have, or what kind of toys you have. It's what did we do together as a family, and, and how do we share our faiths, and, and how do we get through the hard times? And I've had lots of those really hard times like you and like everybody else yeah. in our world has had. Yeah. All right. So two big questions I ask every guest. The first one is if you could go back and talk to your 18-year-old self for five minutes, what would you tell them? I would say a couple of things. First, I, I, th- I think that what comes to mind is let go and let God. And knowing that we have a loving God that's in charge. And I, I think when I was an 18-year-old, I was going to go and work hard and make it happen and, and, and focus on getting ahead. And that was you know hugely important in, in my little world at that time. And I was in such a rush, and and okay. I, you, you, you lose sight. And, and I and I think I've you know over the years matured as a Christian, 
and I can sit back now and and look at young people and say, just you know, be still. Let let God pray. Get in the Word. Be just listen, and 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 also take your time. Life is a journey. It's it's not tomorrow. So you've got you've got. 30 years in your work world ahead or 40 years or whatever that turns out being. So just accept the process in front of you and enjoy. Smell the roses along the way because it goes fast. I, I sit here with you today at 59 years old and I can't believe I feel feel like I'm 30, but life has gone by so quickly. And, and if I could remind myself at a young age to, to be able to just enjoy the journey and, and to be in the moment and, and, and be real with it. And, and, and also to think about the future at the same time. I think as a young person, uh, I, I was not focused on what am I going to live on when I retire and how am I going to save and deferred gratification, right? You, 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 I get a paycheck today and I spend it tomorrow. Yeah. And, and you tend in the world today, I think a lot of times to live beyond the means. There's so much peer pressure. I mean, and all these you know credit card offers, and you see the the cool cars and and the people that you know give you the appearance of success. Yeah, that's that's not real. And and if you if if I could look at myself then and say just chill, Ed, and and it doesn't matter. So defer that gratification, save. Enjoy the process. Let time happen, but it, it would make a big difference. You want to know why I love podcasting is that's it right there. Because <laughs> who else would have looked me in the eye and said that just now? That's awesome. That's oh, exactly what I need to hear, too. Oh, that's great. All right. So um, the, other, the other question we asked then is, what does it mean to be a man or what makes a Christian man? Well, I think that, again, there, th- th- that's a loaded question. There's probably so many <laughs> answers to that. Um, but there's there's a few things that that resonate with with me, and I, I look at um, doing the right thing. You you spoke of the business and the, the, the probably the the challenges out there for for people that are in front of them where they, they may give up that that faith or, or, or Christian belief and and approach. And and I think uh, again, just focus on, on doing what's right. That that's that's a big part of being a Christian man, finding that balance. And I know that you don't like that word balance and I don't either. That's not the, it's perhaps not the right word, but it just like paints a picture of like the idea that you have compartments, right? And, right, right. No. And, and it's not that, but it's, it's appreciating as a Christian man, the role that you have in, in being an example to the world, being an example to your kids, be, being part of, of, of living your faith and I, I think the other thing I, that really resonates with me is, you know, right now I look at getting in the word, being, being in the word, you know, being in church, embracing your Christian family, surrounding yourself with people that are good people. I've heard it said that we can kind of look at who we are by, by this scenario there, you're, you're the average of the five people around you. Yeah. And if, if, if you surround yourself with the wrong people, you know, you're, you're, you're going to go the wrong direction. Right. And, and so as a, as a Christian man, I think it's, it's really being focused on who, who am I hanging around with and, and who am I surrounding myself with? And am I embracing the things that we're taught in the Bible? Good. 
Um, you talked about getting into the word. What is your like? What is your? I don't want to say what does your spiritual life look like. What sure. does your study life look like? Yeah. Um, I I wake up every day and and the the first thing that I do on my phone is is pull up the Wells devotion and the Time of Grace devotion. Yeah. And now I'm I I think I may have mentioned to you in in past I'm a board member on Time of Grace and I I just okay. love that ministry and it is reaching so many people that there's over 3.4 impressions per month that are yeah. happening now through all those ministry um, endeavors and I find that tremendously uplifting to start my day off with, with that. Yeah. Um, my prayer life is hugely important to me. And I, I, I tell you, sometimes um, it, 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 it seems endless, the amount of prayers that, that I uh, <laughs> offer up out there. But yeah. I, I know that uh, our God invites us to, to come to him. And, and I, I start I start that off with your will be done. And I, I try to absolutely focus on that, that I'm going to throw out all these things, Lord, that, you know, are on my, my list to asks, right. <laughs> um, but, yeah. but your will be done and, and, and give me the, the strength to be able to accept whatever plan that you put before me. But, uh, you know, where, where I'm at now, here's a, here's a whole bunch of prayers. And, and, uh, so that's a, a huge part of, I, 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 I pray in the morning. I, I pray before I go to bed at night and, and certainly at times throughout the day, but I just, I make that, that a point. And there's, you know, there's some prayers that I, you know, used with my kids when they were little that, you know, I, I continue and, um, and then being in the word, I, you know, very active in church and, and, uh, we travel a lot, but I, I, I try when I'm in town to attend Bible, Bible study on, on Sundays and, and, uh, yeah. just stay close to the word of God. Yeah. Yeah, I the first thing I do every morning. Well, unless I, unless I'm really sleepy, then I'll jump in the shower first. The first thing I do is stumble out here, drink a glass of water, and get in the book of Proverbs. That's every day because there's 31 proverbs, right? So awesome. One proverb for every day of the month. Fantastic. Like eight months a year, you get to read about a godly woman too. So, yeah, it's good oh, stuff. Very cool. Yeah. Well, so you also talked about well, when we were talking before we hit record. You're talking about you like listening to podcasts. So, what are some of your yeah. best favorite ones to listen to? Well, I, I'm kind of a generalist. I listen to a, a whole bunch of things, but um, one that uh, particularly I've enjoyed is a, is a guy Tim Ferriss. Um, okay, and he is somebody. And this is really from a business perspective. It's you know from a spiritual perspective. I, I look at that, and um, there's guys that perhaps are, are, are different kind of thinkers, but he interviews and does long form podcasts, generally a couple hours a week. Um, but, but highly, highly successful people from the, the likes of, you know, Bill, Bill Gates to, uh, Elon Musk to you name it. And they try to, in the podcast, drill down into what, what are some of the core tenets of, of that person's success or journey and try to isolate how, how do you get, from A to B with the least amount of additional energy. So if you could <laughs> yeah. figure out what's the, what's, what are the 20% of things that a person does to get to that next step, it's, it's kind of ah, drilling yeah. that down. And I, I find that fascinating and, and I, I, I enjoy that kind of information. Right. And again, I, I applaud you. I, I've uh, <laughs> listened to your work and, and I appreciate what you're doing. Reaching out to young men as you are and, and, and people is just fabulous. And I commend you for that. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. And uh, as we, as we go here, hopefully I uh, get into more like, <clears throat> excuse me, trying to get into more like, uh, um, 
what's the word? Not lecture. Lectures was coming to my brain. Uh, what do you call it? When you get in front of people and you give a presentation, what do you call that? Seminars. There we go. Oh, gotcha. Hoping to get into, get into some seminars, both for young men, teaching them you know, like what, what ought you be doing, what you'd be looking for in the men around you, particularly as well. So our three tenants are, I did this a couple of years ago, actually, for my classroom at St. Marcus, um, but um, I, wasn't, I wasn't really liking the way um, I was handling and the way we were as a, as a group handling some of the misbehaviors with kids and addressing them. It was kind of like a do what I say, you know, like I'm, I'm the adult. It didn't go much deeper than that. And so I dug into the uh, epistle, the, the different epistles, and uh, both Peter and Paul write extensively about what um, like the leaders of the church should be like and what they should look like and what they should be doing. Um, but there's a very, both have very small sections about what young men ought to be taught. <laughs> and when you boil it down, it really truly is be humble or clothe yourself in humility be submissive to authority, and be self-controlled. And if you do those three things, the men in your life are going to take care of the rest. And so understanding just the massive responsibility of men and the, the role they play in boys' lives. Yes. Um, I've heard the phrase, dad is destiny, and there's a lot of truth in that. Um, but then also recognizing that as a young man, I have to find men worth emulating, and then, sure. I, have to, um, then I have to actually go follow them. And I have to be humble enough and self-controlled enough to see through on, on the mentorship that I'm getting from. So both seminars on that, on that side of things and then um, for men and, and, and women talking about what you can do for your son. Because the roadmap for turning a boy into a man that the world gives us is crap. Right? Absolutely. There's, yeah, there's, you're spot on. <laughs> there's, there's one book. There's one good book on manhood, and it's the Bible, right? Yes. Um, and so kind of re, re, taking that conversation and planting it back into Scripture and saying, this is what you need to do, and this is what you need to teach your son so that he can be the man of God he was made to be. So. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Yeah. So uh, we'll I see. applaud that. That's we'll get there. incredible. We'll get there. You will. You will. Yeah, Absolutely. Will. I'm excited about it. All right. So if uh, are you on social media? I I am I I'm not too much of a follower. I, I'm I'm on Facebook. I'm on, on LinkedIn. Um, I've got e- emails, so right. you know, seek out my name, and you can certainly find that. Uh, right. I uh, don't don't get too active in the, yeah, the whole right. social media, but uh, I'm out there because it's the thing to do, right? right got to got to figure out where your high school buddies are and. <laughs> you know. That's right. So if somebody wants to get in touch with you, what's the best um, way to do it? You could email me at ed at jacksonstreetholdings.com. Um, you could uh, look me up on, on LinkedIn. You could look me up on Facebook. It's uh, Ed Caro, C-A-R-O-W. Um, I'm pretty easy to find, and uh, I'm local, uh, so it wouldn't be too hard. Awesome. Appreciate your time. You bet. Awesome. This has been fun. Thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you like what you're hearing on our podcast, make sure you're sharing it with friends and family, men in your life who you think need to hear our message. You can find us on social media, on Facebook under the Gird Up Podcast, and there's a Gird Up community as well there where you can interact with other men on the journey toward Christian manhood. You can find us on Instagram as girdup underscore like underscore a underscore man. If you'd like to help us bring our message to more men just like you all around the world, you can hit up our Patreon account. Type in www.patreon.com forward slash girdup. 
And finally, please leave a five-star rating or review on whatever platform you use to listen to our podcast, whether it's iTunes or Spotify. What that does is it helps us get more attention in the podcast world and bring more men to our message. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. Thank you for all the ways you support us and help spread the word. Until next time, go gird up and be the man that God created you to be.